with another podcast episode for June 2021. My name is Lauren Bellamy, the founder, one of the writers, and one of the editors of Hear Her Speak magazine. And I'm joined by four, I mean, three of the rest of our staff, and they're going to introduce themselves real quick. Hey, um, <laughs> my name is Roshni. I'm a writer, content creator, and editor for the magazine. Um, my name is Vaishnavi. I'm a cover artist and writer and editor for the magazine. I'm Jamie. I'm a writer and editor for the magazine. Thank you, ladies. Okay, so today we are going to be talking about our wonderful theme of the month, which is money management. Okay, I guess I'll start. Um, so <laughs> um, the coolest thing, well, with me... I've never been the best with my money, like, at all. I tend to get excited whenever I get, like, money for my birthdays or anything. I probably should have just saved it up. I save change, but that's pretty much it. And that's problematic because I think I need to be able to, like, whenever I get a certain amount of money, I should be able to put it away in savings, whether it's, like, $10 or $20. But one thing that I do do with my money is I can, I put it, back into my church because I go because I'm Christian and I go to church and I we have our offerings every Sunday and so whether it's like three dollars or five dollars I always make sure that I'm just putting it back into the church so that's like 10 percent of what I have just putting it back into something that like I care about and really want to actually make sure that I'm participating in so that's one thing that I make sure I do consistently but as I now have a job making sure that when I do get funds or whatever, it may be actually being smart about that. So maybe saying, I'll have this much for spending, this much for saving, and then, you know, put the rest away, like, for a rainy day, maybe. Because as I'm 19 years old now, I'm really going to have to start getting to that point of, like, actually having money to be able to eventually maybe move out or get married or whatever I want to do, or even just putting money back into the magazine because we have to be able to invest in that. So those are some sacrifices that I had to do. Right now, my mind is very immature and it's more like, well, I want this now. But then actually sitting and realizing, no, I need to do a little bit more than that. So anyone want to go now? I'll jump in. I totally get that. Um, I think personally for me, Money saving isn't really, like, the biggest, like, it's not that hard for me personally, because I've done, I never, I never thought of myself as stingy with money, because, like, when I was a kid, I had no concept of money. Like, my parents would be like, oh, it's, um, this, like, dish costs $20 in a restaurant. I'm like, that's not a lot of money. And they would look at me like, what do you mean it's not a lot of money? But, like, now I get $20 for a dish. Like, I would consider that expensive, because, like, what the frick is in that, oh, sorry, I shouldn't say frick. What is in that food, you know? Anyway, um... Yeah, so I feel like I'm not that bad with saving money. I think it's just I don't know how to manage it, you know? Because, like, I want to get into things like investing in stocks and, like, whatnot. And, like, I've just heard it's a great way to, like, be financially stable. And I want to get a credit card and, like, figure out what a credit score is. Well, I know what a credit score is. Like, do some with that, you know? Get insurance and all that. That's the stuff I don't know how to do. Regarding my own money, I typically only spend that, like, on food for, like, or, like, my parents will send me grocery shopping, so I'll spend my money on that, or sometimes I'll spend it on this game I really like, Genshin Impact, but, like, I typically don't try, I try my hardest not to use it for, like, 
personal personal use and unless it's something i like truly 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 am like two seconds away from collapsing on the floor because i need that thing in my possession but yeah yep great addition i think all of those are really great points it's just being able to manage it and i think whether that's by having kind of, I, I've heard a lot of people, they sit and like write out, okay, so this money is going for this, this money is going for this, and this money is going for that. So whether it's just by, you know, writing it down or something like that, or maybe having someone help you with your finances. I know a lot of people do that as well. Just being able to have different um, methods of being able to manage your money. So I, yeah. Sorry, did someone else want to say something before I like continue on? Okay, well, um, I saw, like, this video of, like, way someone else had, um, thought to practice money management, and it's something I think I definitely want to do as, like, once I become an adult with, like, a stable job and whatnot, and basically they, they said that they would set, like, an allowance for themselves every week, so they'd be like, um, oh, I can only spend $40 on, like, personal things, and so, like, because of that, they know that they can't exceed that limit, and, like, they would typically not, they would, like, typically would not exceed that limit at all, and because of that, like, the money would, like, rack up, like, the money saved would rack up, and, like, maybe they would just not spend any personal money that day, and, I mean, that week, and they would, like, buy themselves really, something really nice, like, after, like, a month or something, and I said that's, like, a really great way they worked to, like, save money, and honestly, I feel like that might be something I have to do, because once I get myself some adult people money, um, <laughs> yeah, Anyway. Yeah, I like that idea too, because I think if you, it's kind of like an incentive, like, okay, set this amount for this week and this week and this week. And then if you keep, you getting, you get so accustomed to only being able to spend that much money that you start not even needing to spend that money. So I like how at the end of the month, you can end up getting yourself something. That's really cool. I like that idea. Vice, Jamie? Yeah, I do something similar to that. I just don't really get income. Like, I just have a bunch of money stored up from when people have given me presents for my birthday that have been money. And nobody, um, well, when I didn't really want to get anything. So now I just have mostly money saved from my, um, from my checking account. And so, like, I don't often spend money on stuff in the first place, but sometimes, like, if I've gotten through something that has been very trying for me, I will spend something on myself, like, um, last week, it was either last week or two weeks ago, I got some books from Barnes & Noble for, like, $50, and that was what I capped it at. But also there are ways to, like, reward yourself without spending money, like, just going outside and stuff. But in those terms, that's what I do. Ultimate saving there, yes. That's a really great point. And awesome. I give it to you, Jamie. I just wish I had self-control. I'm getting better, I think. But now, yeah, I just need to work on that. Vice, do you want to say something? Um... I'm kind of like Roshni, where like I don't really spend money, um, and I think some something that really helped with that was like the pandemic, and I didn't really find a need to go outside that often. So 
Um, wait, can y'all hear me? <laughs> okay. Um, I was just making sure. Kind of loud in my house right now. But, um, so yeah, like, when I'm at home especially, I only buy things, like, when I'm super bored. And, like, like I buy a lot of art material, which can get really pricey depending on what you're trying to buy. Um, so then I kind of, like, kick myself for it. But I'm like, you know what? Mental health is important. But I'm like, you know what? It's, like, not that important. I'm literally at home. But then, okay, but, like, so it's, like, this cycle of, like, me just trying to, like, figure out what I should actually spend money on and, like, what I need to buy and, like, what I don't need to buy. But I spend a lot of money on food, and especially when I'm away at school. Literally, like, <laughs> so bad. I spend so much money on, like, Starbucks and, like, um, like, this like all these random, like, DoorDash meals and everything, and I, like, don't really need to do it. So I think that's something that I can definitely get better at um, when I go back to school, obviously. I'm just trying to, like, to cut down on my food spending a little bit more and then um but then <laughs> then like another part of it oh I'm talking so much but like another part of it is like oh, like I have a credit card and I like got it last year so I'm like trying to build up my credit score right so I'm like if I don't buy anything I'm not gonna build up my credit score so I'm like okay I need to buy something then so it's like also this other endless cycle of like trying to figure out you know how to build up this credit score while also buying things that I actually need in my life um so those are definitely things that I can improve on in terms of money saving and like money management. Um, yeah. Great addition. I think that's that's a really great point. Just being able to kind of decipher what do you genuinely need at that moment and then deciding, okay, is this more of a want or is it, is it more of a need? See, my problem is not knowing that limit and just like, well, I think I need clothes, but I don't need like this and this and this and this. It may just be like more of, okay, I may need a pair of shorts or I need a skirt or a dress or something, but I don't need to get like multiple of that. Or even if it's like um, Starbucks, that's like, I'm trying to make sure that's like a once in a blue moon thing instead of just getting it every time I go into Target or every time I like pass by a Starbucks and like let me get a Starbucks um so that's a really good point of just being able to kind of decipher which do you know that you genuinely need at that moment um and you know sometimes being able to say okay I think I can just, like afford this this want for one time just making sure it's one time and not like you're splurging on like 50 things at one point in time Great, great, awesome. So thank you everyone for your additions for that part. So let's kind of get into the conversation of kind of like this idea of generational wealth. So for those who don't know what generational wealth is, it's basically over time, whether it's, let's say my great grandparents, for instance, they like started a store or a brand or something. And let's say that is just kind of trickle down into the family, whether it's like a lot of family members or whatever it is. And so you keep building that over, um, over a certain amount of time. So as someone who, um, there, I, we just talked about the, where last week was the anniversary of the Tulsa race massacre. And the thing, what was so upsetting about this is like, it was a bunch of white supremacists basically totally burning down um, this town that was called Black Wall Street. And it was like all of these successful black businesses, successful black families, really just making it for themselves, even after, you know, slavery and being able to kind of really kind of help themselves in terms of really being able to build generational wealth. But once these people came and ruined all of that, 
all of the generational wealth that they could have potentially had basically went to zero and they weren't able to give that to their future generations and children. And so the kids are now struggling and to be able to say, hey, we deserve that money back. So even the idea of reparations in that sense of just being able to pay back these families for what lost income that they could have potentially had. So I bring that up to say many people of color struggle with having the opportunity to have generational wealth because of constant like discrimination that is systemic discrimination that has been like instituted within our country and making sure only one group can really have generational wealth while people of color have to work 10 times as hard to make sure that happens and it only happens for a select few of people. So how do you think we can kind of make sure we change that narrative as of now? Like what can we start doing now to kind of change that um, in the future. So if we all have kids and then, you know, grandkids and whatnot, making sure that the money that we build, like start maybe now in our young adulthood and onward, like how do we think we can like invest that? So then it can kind of um, prosper into something that ends up becoming bigger and bigger and becomes more generational wealth. I think for me personally, I can't really like personally relate to the situation because like as someone from like an Asian demographic like I'm part of the model minority which is like you know like people that are brought to America to like represent like success and it's like really dumb but um my dad is in the IT field and we make like pretty sizable income so like like compared to like um other areas in America but I do I do recognize that it is a problem and like we talked a lot about it in my sociology class um when we especially like in healthcare like healthcare is like such a classist thing where like it's really only accessible to like people that can pay for it and like if you don't have insurance and like like Medicare or like Medicaid options available to you like you will not get the health care that you deserve um regardless of like what health conditions you have and I think that's really really a problem that has to be fixed um in America um that's like part of the reason I go into healthcare and like specifically why I study like ethics um because I think it's really important to like just ad address the issues and like hold people accountable in both healthcare and non-healthcare settings um but that obviously applies to every field too but in terms of saving up money like I know my parents came to America with literally two hundred dollars in cash and they've like allowed me to pursue every single goal that I've wanted to pursue so far and everything and I'm like so thankful like their sacrifices are the reason that I'm able to pursue higher education and become a doctor and everything so I'm hoping that um as a doctor like I'll probably make a little bit more than my dad makes right now um so I'm hoping that like with my income my um family will like the generations after me will also be able to like pursue whatever they want um and make money from that so i think higher education actually plays like a pretty big role in it because statistically like the more educated you are like the more degrees you have um higher like you're more likely to make more income but that is also separated um based on gender and race and all of that and that's like i think it's just a huge social issue that we have it's like we have to get to the root of the problem and fix that before we can like focus on actually fixing generational wealth issues and stuff 
Definitely. I completely, completely agree with that. It's definitely, when we're looking at this, it's not more so a situation of just being like flustered or frustrated. It's just acknowledging that we have so many issues that are just rooted in like the problem. Like we could have had generational wealth, but because of the different um, like preventive measures that were instituted to only help one group, it's like we have to kind of find ways to kind of get around that and to be able to, you know, whether it is by going to, you know, school and becoming, you know, getting into these industries that are going to be paying more or whatever it is, making sure that we're genuinely helping that. And so that means taking the money that we do earn from these like higher paying positions and investing that or saving that up and just keep building on that rather than just automatically spending it all on one thing or spending it all on another thing. So great point, Vaish. Rashni, Jamie? Um, yeah, I agree that Vaish made a really good point about her own her own story as well as the social issues that surround it. And one of the problems that my family has encountered is that we aren't necessarily um we're middle class, but I come from a family of like people who do have like businesses or have had businesses in Richmond and as well as my mom's side of the family owning farmland and stuff in Halifax and so a lot of that stuff I don't know about at all like (laughs) when it's unrealistic to expect young people to understand everything about housing and stuff and I feel like that can be a problem when they're dealing with inheritance inheritances and the um, deals surrounding getting apartments, getting houses, stuff like that. But my auntie actually lives in Halifax. She moved from Southside Richmond back to her home in Halifax. And so she paid more for the house than and they actually than what it was worth and aside from that the land is separate from it but that's worth like a lot but she ended up paying more for the house and i think a huge problem is that one there's like racism in the rural south of course and they truly don't do not want you to have ownership over property down there And two, we don't really have the immediate education to understand how to accrue generational wealth. And so I think that too, like education and understanding when somebody is playing you can play a huge factor in that. Definitely, 100%. I think that is... That is just literally the biggest thing. It's this lack of education that we have, because I even remember, you know, where we live, we have to take econ and personal finance as like a graduate requirement in order to graduate from high school. But even us taking that course, we didn't know, learn how to pay for our taxes or how to like properly invest. Like, how do we actually do that? It's like we had to learn like the ins and outs basically are the basics but not even knowing how to go about that and 
being able to have more resources to be able to learn how do we get to that point of generational wealth? How do we change it for the future to, in order to help? And it's so important to be able to have education. And that doesn't even mean necessarily going to college. It just means we need to have better resources to be able to help people with that. Because there are going to be some people who have that have those resources, but majority of people don't. So being able to find a way to be able to make it more accessible, make it um, something that everyone has access to rather than just a select few, like people who can pay for it. It shouldn't be something you have to pay for. It should be something that is just free or just comes with like either comes with your high school education or comes with something that you can just take all of a sudden or it's just different courses and whatnot. So I completely agree with that, Jamie. Do you want to add something, Rashni? Uh, yeah, so I also agree with what you just said and where, um, sorry, my mind is blanking at the worst possible moment ever. I'm going to move on because I'm sure people listening know what you just said and know what I'm agreeing with. For some reason, I'm completely blanking on what I just said I agreed with, but I also had another point to make, thankfully. So, um, I kind of wanted to mention, like, another aspect of generational wealth and where like how how like money was dealt with compared to like the past in america and how it's dealt with now because i remember like doing research on it and like seeing on like a bunch of videos where people talked about this and where um in the past making money and insurance and healthcare and like a lot of those other things were seen as like easier and like owning property and stuff like, apparently it was, like, easier to do that back then, right? Like, getting a house, starting a family. Like, those weren't things that would completely break the bank. And due to how the economy has progressed from that time period to now, people who were able to do those things back then and who were able to put themselves in positions where they wouldn't lose their money are doing very well off right now. However, people now, as in, like, Gen Z, millennials, it's, like, very difficult to do that thing because, like, houses themselves like in society people expect you to own a house for some reason like it's one of those things own a house start a family yeah like that's a thing you have to do for some reason but like houses nowadays they can go, go up to like four hundred thousand five hundred thousand like minimum if you want like a nice like middle class house somewhere right like, like not even like upper nice place whatever like that that'd be like millions of dollars depending on where you live first of all so like and like i think like the minimum like the average wage in America is like around 33k so like or maybe it's a little bit higher but I know it's under 100k and that's like it's it's like that's a good amount of money of course but like it's definitely not enough to like get a house or like apply for those things and people just like might not be financially stable to get the things they want and like that's not their fault it's just like a huge product of generational wealth and like the age gap that's happened like between now and then and like I know like a lot of people in the older generation will be like oh, how come the younger, younger generation isn't, like, blah, 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 they're so lazy, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, y'all took all our money. Yeah. I just think, yeah, how, like, mine, my, my, sorry, how money and finances is handled now is definitely, like, much different than how it was handled back then. And that's definitely caused some problems, I think, in society, yeah. I completely agree with that. That is that is also a really great point to bring up. It's um, I remember seeing it all the time on TikTok. It's like baby boomers are like throwing shade at like Generation Z and millennials are like y'all don't know how to take care of your money or anything like that. It's also because 
the price of living is a lot more expensive now than it was then because, you know, the difference of, like, time going and, like, currency value being not as inflated or more inflated or whatever it is. It's just more expensive to just have just a nice home or nice house, be able to live in a nice area, whatnot. It's harder to even take care of kids. And I also think about how long it takes for people to be able to make ends meet or get to a point where they aren't, you know, just making the minimum wage or just making a little bit above the minimum wage. It takes a long time. It takes people sometimes, especially women of color, takes them tremendously longer to be able to get to a point of like a leadership position or something in which they are able to actually have enough funds to be able to start even thinking of generational wealth. So I think it's extremely important to acknowledge that we should not automatically assume that everyone has the means to be able to just do that because it's it's kind of crazy to think that because it is just a different time period and it's a different there are different expenses that you're going to have to think about like now we have the internet we have to have internet in order to in almost every single aspect of life unfortunately we have to have internet in order to kind of like either go to school or go to work like this pandemic has showed us like the true disparities that we have because there are people who don't have Wi-Fi and then they have to go to different um, different places in order to work or different places in order to go to school while other people who, you know, we're very fortunate being able to have the resources to go to school virtually like um, five of the six of us were able to like stay home and go to school like our whole first year virtually but that's because we also were able to have Wi-Fi at home, we didn't have to go to another place in order to go to school or anything like that. We just were able to stay at home. But it's something to really think about. It's just a different time period. Anyone else want to add something to the conversation? Oh, wait, because you made a point about, um, you made a point about women of color not being able to attain leadership positions as um, easily as white men, obviously. And that just makes me think of how there are many black women in positions that aren't traditionally seen as, um, they aren't really, they aren't really seen as like deserving of more money, but they will be taking on like multiple roles within that one position and giving ideas to companies cough cough i'm not going to say a certain company but they give they give ideas to companies and their labor is exploited and they still aren't being paid for it and they aren't getting any raises and all they get is just some measly gift card for their donation or whatever and that is not fair at all and you should be raising the wage and the income for that but i digress preach this that is so that is such a true statement and i think it's like i think it's just about like women of color we tend to be like the matriarchs of our family like we are the ones who keep everything together like looking at our moms they keep everything together in my in my house my mom is the she's the breadwinner and so she's like taking care of my sister and I like my dad helps of course but like she's taking care of my sister and I plus she's going to work 12 13 14 hours a day 
trying to make ends meet, trying to make sure that we have everything and more, also taking on multiple jobs at work and still just like taking forever for her to finally be able to break through in something. Like, thankfully, she is in a leadership position, but she still has been working in the industry for like almost 30 years. And so it's taken her this long to really get to the level that she is now. And that's that's very unfortunate and very frustrating because I've seen how hard she works. And it's just like, she does not deserve like what she has been given. She deserves more, actually. But I think that is a very, very true statement, Jamie. I just think women of color are constantly given like the low end of the stick. And that's not fair at all. Just women in general, but just like, really talking about women of color, how hard we have to work in order to get to a certain level or whatever, or even prove that we deserve a seat at the table. It gets very frustrating. So that's why we started this magazine, everyone, to bring awareness to this issue. But yeah, I'm done. Does anyone else want to add something? I kind of wanted to like build off of that um, and like say like a lot of people in the work industry has like this internal like bias against people of like any minority because like I know like my dad is very similar to yours and I've literally seen him get three hours of sleep every single day in a single week and he still is like like my dad is the breadwinner in the family and he literally works on weekends he works on holidays he works when he takes off for work I'm like I always tell him I'm like why are you working like you really took off he's like I will not like like I won't be able to like sustain this household if I don't if I don't do everything that I do and like it's just so frustrating because like I honestly don't know how like our parents do it Lauren because like literally I get tired going like sitting in one classroom for like more than 50 minutes at this point and I'm like I don't know how one day when I'm gonna do residency I'm gonna have 16 hour shifts and I will not be able to do it and he does it every single day and it literally boggles me but like um the thing is my like, my dad, I have so much respect for him because he has also been in the IT industry um, for, I think, like, 30 years now. He, like, started when he came to America. Um, I actually a little bit before that, but, like, whatever. Um, <laughs> and, like, like, he has gone pretty far, like, up, I guess, the ranks, I guess. But he's still not, like, for the amount of effort that he puts in, like, he's definitely, like, not receiving the amount of pay that he gets. And he's, like, also, like, the thing is, like, it's just so dumb, like, especially for, with, like, any field you go into, there's, like, this recertification process, and, like, they expect you to keep up with, like, all the material, especially for IT and, like, science and medicine, because, like, everything's changing so rapidly and stuff like that, so you have to, like, keep up with the knowledge, but in order to do that, you need money, um, and in order to take, like, all these certif- certifications and, like, licensing exams, you also need money, I'm, like, where are you gonna get this money if like you're not getting paid for the amount of work you put into your job and it's just like this like I, I said it once before and I'll like say it again now but it's like this huge social issue about like um having this bias against like, people of color and like immigrants and you know like it's just not fair and like like in my opinion like, like hands-on jobs, like construction, and a lot of, like, those jobs, they should get paid way more than they do right now, because, like, without, like, there's so many people, like, minority groups that work these really difficult and dangerous jobs, 
like mining for example and construction um and they literally get like not even a livable income they have to work like other jobs on top of that but without them like we wouldn't have buildings we wouldn't have like any of the things that we have now so it's just really frustrating because like these like white male <laughs> these white men can are like the ceos of these like like amazon for example pay underpays their amazon employees and everything and then but they're the actual backbone of the company and they're not getting paid enough to do anything so it really frustrates me and it's this huge problem <laughs> and um it's this huge problem that like i don't like it'll take so much for us to horrible like i'm gonna stick to the amazon thing real quick how horrible amazon working conditions can be with like how like i've heard how some people like if they're working in, like the factories and they have to like i don't know package stuff and whatever they can't sit down on the job or like they can't like they have like 15 minute breaks or stuff and they can't move from their position for like i think more than five minutes or else the system like notifies the manager and they're like fired on the spot or something and it's like those are horrible conditions to be working in but also um another thing that i wanted to mention and i don't know why i keep forgetting my points today because i remember oh you know what i guess i'll bring it up if i remember it later because i don't want there to be like an awkward silence or something but like yeah someone go ahead and i'll just like think about it it's it's okay rashni it's okay but um that is a that's very true about amazon i've heard that myself and it's awful that the people who genuinely like hands-on labor that is no joke my dad he works overtime every single day he works and he works on the weekends and it's he's working that much and all the time and is not getting paid for that so it's just like how dare they for one but two it's just we really need to get to a place of actually and like making sure people who are doing this work who aren't being lazy and sitting at home or doing nothing while at work that the people who are actually putting their time in and putting like working so hard that they are literally barely getting sleep that they are tired every single day like they need to be getting paid more and it's just not okay people should not have to work that much in order to make ends meet and not even really make ends meet oh yeah 100% 100% and I also remember what I want to say and I'm happy that it like goes along with what you were just saying like um yeah I guess our a lot of our dads are like very similar in like their work ethic because like my dad is very much the same and we're like constantly he will always be working like I don't see this man take a break but like I remember listening to him and my mom talk about like their end of the year benefits and I was like oh that's so cool I was like I didn't know that was a thing and they were like okay yeah but it's literally nothing and I'm like what are you talking about they're like okay so we get paid this much for end of the year benefits but this much is put into retirement plans and they used to tax this much at the end of the t- day we get like this much left I'm like that's basically nothing I would say numbers but I don't want to like expose that but like um like after tax and everything it's like for the amount of work they do that's like it just seems like a scam at that point like like, taxes. Pay in taxes itself and it all goes to the government and the thing you're about saying about a living, a living wage i genuinely feel like a living wage should not be thing people have to fight for i think minimum wage jobs should be turned into living wage jobs and i think that the government can afford to do that like they put so much money into things that they shouldn't be putting money into like i feel like if they redistribute like the money they get from taxes that they could afford to pay people living wage like living wages right and then also even if that causes like an increase in like price prices like of food and like restaurants like shopping whatever 
people I feel like people, more people will be able to afford that since they have living wage jobs you know so like I think then we'd create like a healthier cycle like I bet there's some logistics that might not check out from that but I feel like it's something we could definitely work through because at the end of the day people are getting like being paid living wages a hundred percent I think that's that's yes perfect all of us guys these additions these contributions to this conversation have all been so they're very valid points i'm sorry i got tongue twisted um they're very valid points and it just shows how you can't really just say like one thing about money management or really generational wealth or anything because there's so many bits and pieces to it but when you really see how much work people put into things you just want them to be rewarded for that and it's it shouldn't be that difficult we should be able to, we should invest in the people who are, you know, the backbones of these companies and the backbones of like literally our society and actually, you know, show them their worth because they are worth so much. They do so much, you know, put everything out there trying to make sure that everyone has what they need. So the least that they could do, the least is just pay them more than what they are getting paid because a minimum wage, that's, that's, it's laughable at this moment, um, but a living wage, and it shouldn't even just be $15, it should be $20, $25, $30. It should not just be $15. That's like, no, that's not okay. Especially when you see how much it costs to live in this country and to take care of kids. Even if you just have two kids, it's still a lot of money. Like I, I give it to my parents because I'm like, my sister and I are expensive because we're bougie, but you know, it's a lot. They should not have to be it's it's just a lot. I have my frustrations with this government. But yeah. Does anyone else want to add something before we wrap up? Um, just a side note. Dollar Tree is always available, people. Use it. It has good things. It has oatmeal windmill cookies. Those <laughs> almond windmill cookies. Those are delicious. Go to Dollar Tree and save money for very good products. No sponsorship. Just go. <laughs> I love that. They, I, I, they got some cute stuff, too. Mm-hmm. They have nail polish. I will say the nail polish that I got from Dollar Tree lasted longer than the nail polish I paid, like, $5 for at Target, which was shocking to me. I was like, wow. Dollar Tree knows what's up when it's nail polish. I want to do the, way, the makeup because I don't know about that. But, um, yeah, nail polish is okay. And the candy, they always got your dollar candy. Name brand. Another side note that is, oh, my God, what did I just say? <laughs> Another side note is if you are, like, trying to spend, like, less money by going to, like, these cheaper stores like Dollar Tree and, like, thrifting and stuff like that, try to do so ethically because there are a lot of, businesses like online businesses that are like you can definitely avoid like I know some like businesses like 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 sus businesses like Walmart and stuff like that like you really can't avoid because they have your everyday like daily items but stuff like Sheen and Bombway and stuff like that you can definitely avoid and by doing so it'll make me happy because you're being ethical in your shopping and you're not supporting child labor laws and other things so yeah thank you thank you so much for that that's very true please oh, yeah, be careful really pay attention to what you're doing 
Yes. Yeah, fast fashion needs to become a lot more ethical. But, like, people, it's, like, controversial because, like, the main reason is fast is because it's not ethical. But, like, that needs to change, like, immediately. Yeah, because you just want cute clothes. I know. And it's really, it really sucks, though, because some people truly can't afford, like, anything other than fast fashion. So I feel like in those instances, they shouldn't be shamed for, like, buying what they, for, like, what they, um, only for, like, what they can afford, right? But, like, I think if you have the option to not, you definitely should. But, like, also, if it is your only option, then just, like, be aware of what you're purchasing. And, because, like, fast fashion's also, like, incredibly cheap. So, like, some for some people, it is, like, the only option. But, yeah, just gotta be aware of everything you're doing, and make sure, like, understand all the crap that's happening in the world. And I don't have anything else to say, so I'm gonna stop speaking now. Lauren, back to you. Thank you, Ashley. You're welcome, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, um, so, yes, very true. It's always important to know who you're supporting. That's why I really try to make sure that I'm like really paying attention to these companies. Invest in companies that are owned by people of color and women of color. Like, you know, we're always talking about black owned businesses and Asian owned businesses. Actually support them. Don't sit at home and just be like, oh, well, I don't want to do that. No, do it. It's so good. It's so good to do that. And it's awesome. Or just shop locally. I think that's also important because you'll be shocked at what you've been able to do. So, yes, this has been lovely. Oh, Rashi? I don't really have an important addition to this conversation. I was going to say just to make a stupid joke. I was going to be like, just do it, but not sponsored by Nike or John Cena. Okay, I'm sorry. That was horrible. Bye. <laughs> oh, well. Okay, yes. Just just do it. But, um, yeah, thank you all so much. This has been a very fun conversation. Readers, make sure to check out our woman of the month interview with our girl elizabeth you finally get to meet her she's awesome we love her and um happy pride month because we need to be turning up and uplifting people that are a part of the lgbtq plus community as well as looking at those who came who really helped pride month become what it is today so don't just just say, oh, yeah, I totally support Pride Month when you don't. Like, actually educate yourself and do what you need to do. Like, we've been saying for um, Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month as well as Black History Month. And when we also have um, Hispanic Heritage Month in September, make sure to actually care about these causes and to educate yourselves if you don't really know the true meaning behind them. Because that's important. Um, and we love wokeness. So make sure to also check out our June 2021 issue at our website. Um, or on our website, and yeah, thank you guys. Bye. Bye.